The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. It's time to stop focusing on business problems and start focusing on the growth and leadership of your business. Welcome to The Business Edge with your host, Marsha Zeidel. Learn to create a growth agenda to get your business on the right track and keep it there. Rev up your growth engine with exceptional talent and develop the right kind of leadership to move it forward fast. Now, here is Marsha Zeidel. Welcome to The Business Edge, giving practical advice to entrepreneurs and business leaders and how to take your company, firm, or practice to the next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. I'm Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves Coach. Here's a quote from Albert Einstein. He said, People love chopping wood. In this activity, one quickly sees results. As a Smart Moves Coach, I won't help you chop wood, but I will help you make the leadership and business moves to quickly see the results you want. Now, a quick smart moves treat brought to you by my valued sponsor Snelling connecting the right people with the right work it's time for Marsha's Musings a tasty morsel of wisdom and wit to take the growing pains out of growth are you easy or difficult to do business with Every day, your organization's policies, procedures, and processes send messages to your customers, clients, or constituents. Do these messages say, we're here to serve you, we value your time, we care about you, or do they say, we don't trust you, you are not really important, stop bothering us? What messages are you sending to your customers every day? Here are three ways to decide if you're easy or difficult to do business with. First, be your own customer. This is a must. Shop in your stores, eat in your restaurant, call your 800 number, place an order, try to get something returned, explained or repaired. Find out how it feels to be a customer. Would you return or go somewhere else? There must be a routine in place that continually asks this. How can we make our services easier to use? How can we make our products easier to use? How can we become easier to do business with? Two, go where the action is. Direct personal contact with customers is probably one of the most valuable and least expensive methods of learning how to serve your customers better. Require all managers, not just the frontline ones, to interact regularly with your customers. They will learn not only about that particular customer, but about how to serve them better. That's free advice, so take advantage of it. As one production manager said to me, quote, I learned about the customer's frustrations and getting a straight answer from sales. And I also learned the specs we give are not very clear. 
I need to do something about it. Three, rate your customer friendliness. Check out your front line. How long uh, do your customers have to wait to make a purchase or get a question answered? How quickly and conveniently do you process customer returns? Do your people have the power to resolve customer complaints promptly and to their satisfaction? Now check out your back end. Do you always deliver your customers' orders completely and accurately? How well do you keep them updated on the status of their order or application or inquiry? Are all your support people committed to helping the customer? If not, then train them to be more customer or user-friendly. So here's your smart moves tip. No matter how good your product is or the service you deliver, your customers have long memories and will decide to buy again, return for additional assistance, or recommend you to others based on how you treat them, how you handle their order, and most importantly, how you resolve their problems. Listeners, do you know if you're really customer-focused? Does everyone, including the front line, the support staff, the sales force, and all your managers, deliver outstanding services every single day? Find out by rating your business on these 10 questions. To get this assessment, contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. You're listening to Marcia Zidle, the Smart Moves Coach, making sure you're on the right track and not getting sidetracked in your drive for high performance and profitability. To help us discover what it takes to be customer-focused is my guest today, Steve DeJoya, who has over 25 years in the hotel and restaurant business. Known as the go-to guy during his tenure at Hilton Hotels, Steve has redefined the operational and service standards for multiple food and beverage departments for some of the best names in the industry. He will discuss the hospitality industry's mantra of providing exceptional customer service and the benefits of a memorable customer experience. But many times we fail to deliver the very things our customers desire. How can this happen? Where have we gone wrong? Peek into the world of a seasoned hoteler and gain some insights of the many challenges in this industry and the high expectations of their guests. Welcome, Steve. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you very much, Marcia, and thank you very much for giving me the opportunity to be here on your show. It's a great treat. Thank you again. Well, you're welcome. So let's dive right into it. Um, Steve, what are some influences that have formed your ideas of customer service? You have lots of experience. So how has that helped you in terms of how you deal with customers and what your philosophy is? Well, I have a very unique background. Uh, I started in this business as a 16-year-old prep cook by working for a great restaurant in Chicago. Uh, And then throughout the years, I actually got out of the hotel business for a while. I did my mandatory stretch as a waiter, of course, which you have to do. Mm -hmm. Without that, it just doesn't pay to be a teenager and an early 20-something person. Uh, But for, uh, for a short while, I owned my own heating and air conditioning and plumbing business. Uh, and then after that, I had gotten back into the hotel business full-time. And frankly, what I learned by being a plumber, as I would say, is probably some of the best customer service 
aspects that I still use today. And, you know, it's not a very glamorous job being a plumber, but I learned so much about that. And one of the main things is why would somebody buy from you over someone else? Or in that case, you know, why would they call this particular plumber over someone else as opposed to just picking up the yellow pages or nowadays you will look on the Internet? And I, I had a pleasure of working with a gentleman at that time that had about 50 years' worth of plumbing experience. And one thing uh, I learned from him is that customers will always think that one plumber is better than another just by how much attention is paid mm-hmm. to the way his pipes are straight and level. Seems pretty <laughs> basic, of course. And so the gentleman's name is Bob, and Bob would say, would you rather deal with someone that has a hodgepodge of crooked pipes or someone that has made a piece of art with his work? Seems like an easy answer. So what I try to do is how does that relate to my business or any business, even if you right. own a retail store? Mm-hmm. So if you happen to own a, a retail clothing store, you know, it, do you constantly have someone, whether it's a, an hourly employee, the manager, the supervisor, or the owner of the store, are they constantly arranging the clothing on the racks? Are all the products on the shelves constantly reset, moved to the front? Uh, the actual flow of your store, how is that, how easy is it for a customer to navigate through the store or even navigate through your website? Yeah, as opposed to having them to click on four or five different screens, it should be somewhat easy for them. Uh, I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I think this is great. And I, actually, it goes back to what I was saying is um, sometimes, you you know, how do you find out if you're difficult or easy to do business with? Well, there's a number of ways. Be your own customer. Exactly. Talk with your customers. Rate your customer friendliness. So, you know, how do you know if your pipes are all straight? How do you know if if your um, clothing and the um, is you know backed on the racks? Um, huh. You have to go and 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 visit it and talk with your customers. Is, is, right. I think right. That's what you're really getting at, right? Sure, without a doubt. And and unfortunately, what happens? And I think in my industry, which of course that's what my my primary background is in, in the hotel field is. At some point, and I guess this happens anyway, once you get higher up within the corporate ladder, you mm-hmm. get more and more removed from the day-to-day operation of your business. Right. And what winds up happening is that you now have, which is many times poorly trained staff that, is, that are your first line, your front-of-the-house type of people. And we expect them to operate your business just as well or even better than we would do ourselves. But what happens is now the big boss or the managers and the VPs, you know, they're in a separate office and they are dictating methods and operational standards. And, and, but they're not there to see how it is happening. They don't really see how their procedures that are put in place affect the customer on a day-to-day business. As an example, you know, every business will have their own uh, policies and procedures, and even some stores may even put a big sign above the register, you know, um, nothing returned without a receipt or no returns after seven days or something of that aspect. Mm-hmm. Well, that sounds great. I understand that you need to have policies and procedures to do business because you have to operate in a certain format. But that doesn't always match what the customer's expectations are. We, we have to do what is in the best interest of our customer, what's in the best interest of our guest. And that means that sometimes we have to bend the rules a little bit to find a way of differentiating ourselves from somebody else that wants to be very rigid, that wants to only say, well, I can't do that. 
well, maybe you can't do that, but I can do this. I can find another way to make my guest happy, to make my customer happy within this little uh, wall of procedures and policies. And, and and that's what it comes down to. I'm sorry. You know, once we, once we forget what it's like to be a customer, and that's why I love. I actually wrote it down. Uh, your opening, your opening um, uh, speech was. It's great. It is once we forget what it's like to be the guest, to be the customer walking in a business of some type. We, we we're gonna we're gonna lose the basic chore of why we're in business. We're not just there to make money. We're there to make money once we take care of the guest. The money will come after the fact. Well, I think you 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 summed it up really well. And I I want to move on because we have you have so much knowledge and so much to talk about. So um, let's move on to what creates customer loyalty. Um, Talk a little bit about that, and we have a couple of minutes, and then we may come back and and talk more about it during our second segment. So let's start. What creates customer loyalty? Well, I I think uh, probably the the best way to to find an example of that would be for a restaurant. Mm -hmm. You know, most people at some point, uh, taking out the the fast food restaurants, the McDonald's at that point, but even your local restaurant on the corner, we're all going there at some point, and it, what, what I used to treat, um, teach my staff is what sets one restaurant apart from another. Now, your average person will say, well, good food. I, I only go to that restaurant because the food is good or okay. it's something special. But at the same time, as an example, would you go to restaurant number one that has great food, but they have terrible service? Service mm-hmm. that will make you feel as if you're not appreciated or that it didn't matter if you spent your money there or not. Uh, you may have wait staff that never checked back with you during your meal to make sure you were happy. Silverware was spotty and everything that goes along with that. Or you may have another restaurant that has decent food, average food, but the hostess or the manager knew your name. They greeted uh-huh. you as if you were uh-huh. family. And even uh-huh. maybe remember the table that you like to sit every time you came there. Uh, the waiter was very attentive. You never had to ask for your beverage to be refilled. And they made you feel as if you're part of the family. So... You know, which restaurant would most people like to go back to? You, you want to go back to where you feel good. You want to go back to to somebody that appreciates your business. And the bottom line is service, is how this particular business makes you feel. And, and that's what will create loyalty. That's what will create the word-of-mouth advertising that you can't really put a financial value on. Well, you know, I think it's going to be time for a quick break. And when we come back, I want you to talk more about this. So um, this is Marcia Zidal, uh, the Smart Moves coach. And my guest is Steve, Steve DeJoya, and known as the go-to guy for exceptional customer service. Stay tuned. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or snelling.com. 
Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Where will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zeidel, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zeidel, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling. Connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. My guest today is Steve DeJoya, a veteran of the hospitality industry with insights on providing exceptional, memorable customer experiences, which we all need to do no matter whether we sell products or services. So, Steve, you were talking uh, about... Uh, creating customer loyalty. And one of the things you talked about, which I totally agree, is how do you feel when you shop at this store, when you buy this product, or when you go to this restaurant? How do they make you feel? So what else can you say about customer loyalty? Well, I think a big part of it is a big part of it is is the entire customer experience that you're dealing with. And as far as I am very loyal to friends that have stood by me, to businesses that have gone out of their way to take care of my needs or have given me that, quote, wow service whenever that is appropriate. And I think that's a big part of it, too. Uh, going back to what I mentioned earlier as far as some of the background with a plumber, with uh, I go back to that because I've learned so much about that is – I was a small business, my partner and I and a few other people that worked. You know, we could have spent a small fortune on advertising to get more customers. But what I really understood that my best tactic was just to be me. I found mm-hmm. that by being honest with your customer and explaining exactly what steps you were doing to either uh, fix their problem or, or solve their particular issue went a long way to put them at ease. And I realized that the, if I had their best interest at heart as a customer, and how much thought I put into it, uh, they would appreciate the actions that I did, and they would want to come back to me time and time again. 
I don't think we can't expect loyalty if we're going to speak down to a customer or we're going to get so involved in how much I know about the business or use industry slang or or jargon. Uh, we want to get them involved. We want to get anybody who comes into our place of business or purchases an item from, from us online, if that's that. We want to make it easy for them. We want to make it so that there is some benefit of dealing with us. And uh, one example is, you know, uh, we all, they're all surveys that we put out to, to try to, t- to see how mm-hmm. well we've done with a particular customer. And that's monitor. There are separate companies that we deal with, but we want to try to personalize it. I used to send out, you know, we may work an 11, 12-hour day, and I'll spend two, three hours that night when we would come home and and, uh, write thank you cards, handwritten thank you cards. Uh And and as Uh an example, I went back to a repeat customer at one point, and I noticed a thank you card on her little kitchen dinette table, and this was maybe four or five months prior to when I was at her house last time. And I happened to mention to her, I says, I'm very surprised to see that you had that card out. And and she said, oh, that was great. I, I was so amazed that I received a thank you <laughs> card from a plumber that I leave it out. And with all my girlfriends come over the house, I tell them, you know, this is great. Not only I, I was fortunate to get some referrals from her, but she was just letting people know that somebody that came to her house did something a little different. And that's the same way. You create loyalty by how you can separate yourself from your competition. Right, and I think that that is that is a key point. Now let's move on because the example you gave is is great. You're a one person um, or, or or a small business, and you can you can get to know the customer better, etc. But now we're dealing with you bring on you grow, you bring on more staff, you may have uh, different stores in different cities. Um, so you know, two things that I think are important, and I know you have insights on. One is the rules and policies. Now you have to start putting in rules and policies. How do they get in the way of customer service? And that's one thing I would like you to talk about. And then also, you're you're hiring more staff. So how do you get them to ensure great service? So first, policies and procedures. Okay. Uh, well. A policy is just a basic guideline to follow. Unless you're dealing with a business that has to go through certain laws and regulations. Uh, but we have to realize that we're here to satisfy the customers that, are, that want to give us their money. And once we are building any walls between us and that aspect of it, not only will we not have a profitable business, but we're going to alienate the customer at some point. So as an example, you want to return a product, which is something that you had mentioned earlier. Uh-huh. Uh, you may have a situation where you, you, you cannot return the product, say a shirt you buy at a department store. You cannot return that without a, without a receipt. Right. Well, that's truly understandable because that shirt could have been purchased someplace else. I understand that. But if it can be identified that it is an item that we sell at our particular store, maybe instead of saying, well, I'm sorry, ma'am, I'm sorry, sir, we cannot take this back without a receipt, maybe what, what we can say is, I'm very sorry, I will not be able to offer you a credit for, you, for your shirt, but I can do, do this. I can give you a a store credit, or maybe I can give you a discount coupon towards something else. We have to find another way to take care of the need of the guests. And without putting ourselves in their shoes, we don't really understand their hopes, their dreams, their <laughs> desires, everything else. And so 
you know, we can't just be so rigid because once we're going to be rigid, a customer will find another business to deal with that is able to find a way of satisfying their needs. And so we have to be able to be a little flexible, a little open-minded within certain aspects. And what the situation that happens in my time, in my businesses, you know, most hotels, most companies now are becoming smoke-free, which is fine. Mm-hmm. But there may be a guest who happens to smoke within one of their hotel rooms. Mm-hmm. And so if a customer now, one of our guests looking to check into that room, and, and they feel that there is a cigarette smoke, they may call down to the front desk and say that, I'm unhappy with my room, it smells like smoke. Right. <laughs> well, com- well, company policy, you know, or the hotel policy may say that, well, we don't change your room or we don't upgrade you just because you think it has a stale odor. There has to be something large to be able to do that. Well, that guest, when they come back next time, probably will find another hotel to deal with. You know, we go there and we upgrade customers for many different reasons. Whether because we ha- our occupancy happens to be low, we want to wow somebody. Mm-hmm. But when you have somebody that has some type of an issue, let's find a way of making it happen for them and forget about the company policies and company procedures at that point. And, and you know, this goes to that second question, which is um, how do you monitor your staff to ensure great service? And it's not just monitoring, it's training them Correct. because what you are saying is, yes, you have to, if I'm correct, Steve, yes, you have to have policies and procedures. No question about that. But is there flexibility around that? How do you, and, and, and staff, some, you know, frontline staff has to make those decisions. They can't in the middle of the night call their boss, you know. So how do you um, monitor your staff and employees to, to give this great service? And, and if you want to talk a little bit about training as well. Well, I think it comes down to you have to get out of the office. As I mentioned earlier, as you start getting up the corporate chain, your responsibilities fall more into financial aspects mm-hmm. and everything that goes along with that. But once again, if it is my business, no matter how large it is, hopefully we have put procedures, quote-unquote, in place and policies and trained our fellow managers to operate it. But no matter what... You have to monitor it yourself. You have to spend time on the floor. You have to spend time in the lobby of a hotel if you're the general manager or whatever the senior position is. You have to monitor what your staff is doing. Of course, training only goes so far. But many times what happens in the hotel business, it is such a difficult industry for ways that would take hours to speak about. But at a minimum, is the training, frankly, never gets as much as it should be because it's such mm-hmm. a seasonal business that we realize that our season is kicking in in three weeks and you have to hire all new staff because you know some kids are going back to school in that aspect. But the expectations of the customers that come into a hotel, to a restaurant, to a resort are extremely high. And we have to do clear-cut training so that way they understand the expectations of the customers that walk in the door, understanding the mindset of our business, and mm-hmm. put them on, frankly, an evaluation plan. You know, many times what happens is we go through the entire orientation process, however long or short that is. We give them the training to be job-specific, and, and then we put them out there to be the front line of the customer. Without doing an evaluation of that person after 30 days, after 60 days, or 90 days, mm-hmm. 
whatever bad habits that they have picked up will continue with them for their entire time being here. And so at some point, we have to really focus on who they are, what they are doing, and pay attention to them and monitor their actions every day. And frankly, if we can't get a certain minimum level of expertise out of them pretty quick, we have to reevaluate their their status within the company or do everything else we can to retrain them once again. And I, I think that, that is so important that we don't just hire someone you know, and a call center, you know, somebody's listening on the phone for yes, a certain length yes. of time. That is wonderful. We don't do that in many other industries because in that case, their entire interaction with the guest is verbal over the phone, whereas everything else, you could say the right words, but your demeanor, how you're holding yourself, how yes. you're addressing, uh, puts a different message to our customers. And we really have to be there one-on-one, hold somebody by the hand, and monitor their actions as soon as it doesn't go well, and, and steer them in the direction that we wish. Without we don't, that, we'll never get it. Right. And I'm just throwing a question at you, um, because uh, we haven't really talked about hiring, but um, doesn't the hiring process get into that? How do you, do you look at what kind of person would make a, you know, what skills they have, but also would they be a good fit? Do they have the personality? Um, we have a couple of minutes. Do you, uh, can you talk a little bit about what your philosophy is on hiring? Sure. Well, in, in a perfect world, we hire for personality first and customer service first, and we train the skills after that. Right. And I think that's been mentioned in so many books and, you know, seminars that that's spoken about. But too many times, I think we're looking just to hire somebody to fill a position, to fill a particular need without realizing that no matter where you are within the chain of business, everything you do is affecting the customer in some fashion. Uh, from the person who's making the item in the factory to the one that is on the sales floor selling it. And it, we, we get focused on, well, I want to hire the person for the lowest hourly uh, Mm-hmm. Hourly amount, or I want to get somebody with the, the cheapest benefits. We we don't focus on what is most important to the customer. We focus on filling a particular need. We right. have to turn that around and realize that unless we're looking to sell our business within two years, we we want to set the the, the groundwork now so that the money will come strategically, and it will come on a constant basis. And I think you can only do that by truly being selective in your hiring process, try to go outside your circle, even if it means bringing people in from an area that would not normally be within your your your, your scope of hiring. Because if you want to get the best from, you want to provide the best of your customer, you have to provide the best customer service person to get it done. And we and that has to go by being willing to pay within our reason for the best possible person and, and leave that position open until that person comes around and still train them until it hurts. Well, <laughs> well you know, um, um, uh, listeners, oh, some listeners know I live in Dallas and Southwest Airlines is based in Dallas. And so they're one of the key companies that um, – they hire for skill and train uh, hire for personality and train for skill. They look at who's going to be the friendliest um, and who ha- who is customers focused first, and then they can train them to be ba- uh, bad handlers or whatever. So at this point, we are going to take a short break. Um, 
on the business edge. I'm Marcia Seidel, your Smart Moose coach, and my guest is Steve DeJoya, known as the go-to guy for exceptional customer service. Stay tuned. Will your business be five years from now? Will you be soaring or just getting by? Of course you want to grow and prosper, but with growth comes bigger headaches. More hiring, more capital, more customers to satisfy, more plates to juggle, more stress, and more demands on your time. Yes, there is a solution. It's the Smart Growth System, created by Marsha Zidle, executive coach to business leaders. It will give you the tools to take the growing pains out of growth. Get a free consultation and assessment from Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. There's a saying, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Are you satisfied with what you're getting? Are you ready to get something different? To get the business edge, bring Marsha Zidal, the Smart Moves author and professional speaker, to your next meeting, conference, or retreat. What you get is more than just stories and motivation. Marsha delivers big ideas with big impact to fast-track your business and your leadership. Schedule your next keynote or presentation now at Marsha, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidal. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back to The Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zidal, your Smart Moves coach. My guest is Steve DeJoya, a veteran of the hospitality industry with insights on providing exceptional and memorable customer experience. And then we've been talking quite a bit about you know, the importance of, of, of training staff and, and standards and um, how to make sure that your customers do have that kind of great experience. Um, so I want to move on, Steve, and ask you this question. What sets one business apart from another? What is it that makes a customer say, I will, I will return to this restaurant, to this car repair shop, to this doctor? To this, whatever it is, um, and become you know become a, a loyal customer. I think probably the best way to to explain that would be uh, use a situation that happened to me earlier this year. Uh, I wanted to do some landscaping in the front of my house, you know, on the street side, and frankly, I don't know one landscaper from another. I've done plenty of work myself, but it was time to bring the pros in at this point. So I called a few of the local landscapers at the house, uh, and I explained to them what I wanted. The, their prices were all pretty much the same, uh, the similar type of uh, trees and shrubs, depending on, you know, how the sun comes down and the deer, which eat everything that I own around here, frankly. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and some some of them uh, called me right back and, and gave me an estimate right away. Some, frankly, never even contact me back. What what really separated one landscaper for another was something that was really so easy that it's amazing that somebody else doesn't doesn't do it. He gave me a visual. He actually mm. came back to the house 
and he had uh, apparently taken a nice photo of the front of my house, and he superimposed the exact specific trees and shrubs uh, onto the onto the house. And now I had a big eight and a half by eleven color photo of my home with all the particular plants in the exact location where they would be. And for people that have a hard time visualizing something being built, it, it's amazing how now I can see everything in front of me. Mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. you know, his quality of work may be exactly the same as everybody else. Uh, the, the plant is pretty much the same, but this is what really separated his particular company from somebody else. And so using that, you know, what if a business doesn't find a way for their customers to make an easy decision, and one that will put their mind at ease, they're going to be left behind from the other ones that do. And in this case, he made it easy for me. He provided me pretty much everything that I needed to, to not only with the price, but to have a nice visual representation of how it would look. And that's great. And so if we don't identify the reason for the purpose, I'm sorry, the reason for the purchase, or mm-hmm. to provide the customer with the best method to experience what they're doing for you, it's going to get much difficult to make that sale for the guest. You know, and, once we can get rid of the uncertainty, then that's yes. going to make it much easier once again to have that repeat client. And that is a, an extremely great a great example because what I wrote down, some of my thoughts, is that you are um, – the landscaper is putting himself in the customer's shoes. Mm-hmm. The customer wants – you know, what, what is that going to look like? Sure. Um, um, am I going to like it? Um, and so – the other key point I thought you, you, you know, so it's putting yourself in the customer's shoes. And another key point is make it easy for them to say yes. Correct. Um, it, you know, it's, we get so much, um, sometimes our experiences are we want to say, no, I don't want to work with this person or this company uh, or whatever. Um, but it's to make it easy. I think that's just such a great example. Um, anything else that sets one business apart from another? Well, I, 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 if we, we have to understand our customer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sometimes, you know, it's one thing if we have a very unique business, if we just sell one particular item. Well, mm-hmm. you're going to live and die based upon that one item. Mm-hmm. But many times we get focused on we're having a business, we're selling a particular uh, group of products. If we wonder why our business is suffering, if we wonder why we're not selling, well, maybe we're not gearing ourselves to the right clientele that live in our area or have mm-hmm. access to purchase from us. And so we have to go in there and and realize that maybe we have to change our way of doing business. Maybe we have to change how we uh, how we market ourselves to somebody. So you, you have to change with the flow of business. We cannot be so rigid because if we don't if we don't bend, we're going to break. And of course, nobody wants that. Right. Um, okay. So you know, moving on because uh, because you as I said. Um, uh, Steve has tremendous experience in this business, and I want to tap that experience um, so for our listeners. So, Steve, um, do you have any rules to end poor customer service? <laughs> <laughs> well, what what one person rule is it? Somebody else is uh, something different. But I I actually do have it. It's something that I I put together, which which I try teaching my staff and 
part of part of my my job now is responsible for for doing all the new hire orientation and customer mm-hmm. service training of everybody that works for our company. So some things I, I've put together, and I can uh, try to go through that really quickly with you if that's okay. Oh, that's great. That's okay. great. So let's start. Okay, let's see. Uh, I think the first one says it all, that if you can't relate in a pleasant, professional manner with people that want to give you their money, then maybe customer service is not for you. And it's amazing, <laughs> it's amazing how many people that are not particularly the nicest ones are always the front line of any business. And we have to find the right person for a particular job. Uh, we should never let your customer leave without asking if there's anything else that we may do for them. Always take the extra step. Make sure that we didn't we didn't forget anything in the aspect. Uh, let your customer know that you were there to serve them, to take care of their needs, and to make sure they are completely satisfied with that purchase. Mm-hmm. Always acknowledge the children. Involve them in, in the decision-making and find a way to make them feel part of the process. As an example, how many times you'll be trying to make a sale with somebody and that man or woman has their four- or five-year-old kid with them and they're getting very unruly. Well, find a way of getting, you know, if they're looking at buying a car, you know, find a way of asking that child, do you like this car? Do you like that? Get them involved in the process. It will calm them down and it'll make you feel a little bit more of a person than just a salesperson. Right. Uh, of course, we have to anticipate the needs of your guests, of your customers. Don't leave anything to chance. One thing I've always tried to tell my staff is, you know, people will say, well, I'm just a waiter. I'm just a bartender. No, you're a professional. Be proud of your job. Be proud of your career. And be proud of yourself as a person. Your customer service skills are an extension of who you are. And if you go to work every day being proud of the job you're doing, your customer will notice that. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, you want to be a a person to your customer, not just a waiter or a real estate agent real estate agent. Your customers will always like a waiter, but they're going to feel a connection to a person. They're going to want to come back and buy from you versus someone else. Right. Uh, you, need to, you need to be a fountain of knowledge about your product or service. Mm-hmm. The customer deserves nothing less than that, of course. Right. Uh, we mentioned it before, put yourself in the shoes of your customer. Would I be happy with the service that I provide? If not, right. how can I expect my customer to be happy? It, it, if I was that customer, received the same situation from someone else. Uh, a big thing that happens, especially when there's an issue, uh, we tend to hand off a problem customer to somebody else because that person is better at dealing with an upset customer. Right. Well, all we're doing is moving the problem from one person to another. Yes. We yes. want to take command of the entire transaction and be part of that, uh, that resolution, whatever it is. Uh, what I truly believe, and this is the last two, it, is the needs of the customer have to come before the needs of, of my own. And you'll yes. have that, you know, you'll see somebody that is so focused on answering their phone or a text message right on the right within doing business. But meanwhile, I'm a guest, I'm walking in. I want to give you my money. I want to buy a product from you. We should put ourselves secondary, take care of the customer first. Uh, and the last thing is make sure that the last thing that your customer experiences, which is their exit when they leave your place yes. of business, is as memorable as their entrance and the greeting that you gave them is. You want them to leave on a, on a great note with a big smile or, or, or a, a thank you for their, for the, to show your appreciation for their business. And that's something that they will remember when they leave. I think if, if we can use those little tips, those tactics, I think we can all do a little better. 
In th- these are great. And, you know, a, a couple of thoughts that I had as you were going through them. Um, one is that <clears throat> um, you're not just a waiter. You are a professional who is serving our customers. And there's this great um, line or great little story about uh, builders. Uh, and one, and one man says, I'm, you know, I'm just putting stones on a slab. And, 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 and the last person says, I'm building a cathedral. And there's a difference between someone who just says, I'm putting one brick on, on top of another. And there's a and versus the one who says, I'm building a cathedral because sure. in building a cathedral, they they it's important to them. Right. Um, and, and then the other thing that came to my mind when you said make sure you have the needs of the customer, um, all this revolves around the customer and getting to know the customer. And it, uh, because I do some work in healthcare industry, um, uh, doctors are now being trained very simple things of paying attention to the patient who comes in, like (laughs) sitting down and talking to them, you know, Um, uh, uh, eye contact, um, things like that, which is, it it seems so simple, but I know I go to my doctors because I have a personal relationship. They listen to me, and they know me, and I'm not going to change doctors because of that. So everything you said is really great. Um, uh, You know, I want to move on because I know uh, we have a couple of minutes left, and... um, I know you have a book called Earn More Tips on Your Very Next Shift, even if you're a bad waiter. Uh, I'm intrigued by that um, title. Uh, Just tell me, we have a couple of minutes, what that's about or what made you write that or whatever. Okay, well, it's a very long story, and I'll try to do the very extremely brief version of it. I had no intention of of reading a, of writing a book, and not many people have that experience prior to that. Uh, I used to focus so much with my staff on basic service skills. You know, make sure you serve with this hand, clear with that hand, how you set your table. That I frankly had gotten away from everything that we've been speaking about for the for the past half hour or so. I got away from the customer service side. And so what I started doing was doing short little training sessions once a week, focusing on the needs of the person who was sitting at their table or the needs of the corporate client that was coming in yeah. and and really delving on it. And one of the very first things we spoke about was one of the most basic things in the hospitality business or in a restaurant business. When, when you come in and someone sits at your table, just be as pleasant as you can. Introduce yourself and let that man or woman or teenager know that you are here to take care of them and, and that, frankly, your job to take care of them and you have a responsibility and you want them to know that whatever their needs are, you are the person to take care of them and you will service them the entire time you are here. Uh, and so at the end, of the, we, we did that for a, a very large event we had. It was a wedding we had. at the When it was over... I forgot all about it. And the um, the next day, the waiter came up to me saying, hey, Steve, just by the way, you know, I listened to some of the things you were saying at our pre-shift meeting, and he actually got the largest tip that night from his <laughs> tables that he ever received. Uh, and at the end of the night, I happened to remember that, yeah, his, some customers were hugging him, and, you know, it doesn't really happen. You don't hug a waiter usually. <laughs> no, you don't. No, yes. you know. So I guess he... he, he changed his mindset that night, hopefully based upon things that I said, and that, and that 
that put him in a different light, and his customers really loved what he did. So I started elaborating on all these various little training sessions that I was doing, and next thing I knew, I had, I had you know, a mini book, and I realized, well, why don't I see if I can put all these various training things at uh, into a book? And I spent about three weeks finalizing that, of course, expanding on that greatly. I spent another three weeks finding how I can self-publish the book because this was just out of the blue. Right. And next thing I knew it, I had it published on um, Amazon. And so far, so far, so good. And I'm very proud of it. It was something that was unexpected. Uh, and what I, I've got some great reviews from fellow servers or fellow people in the customer service field because it's the title is focused on waiters, of course, but I try using scenarios that can be in any customer service field, how you take care of your guest, how you take care of your customer, how you anticipate their needs, how you, you put their, their needs, their wants prior to your own. And it's been very successful, and I know my staff has done a great job in following that as well. And that's where we are. I'm, 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 right now, I'm actually in the process of writing book number two. I might as well add my title to being an author. It doesn't hurt. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that note, we're going to sure. take a uh, short break. And when Steve comes back, he is going to give us what I call the takeaways. What are the two or three things that he wants, the, the memorable things that he wants you to do um, and and to make you better at customer service. So uh, this is Marcia Zidal, the Smart Moves Coach, and my guest is Steve DeJoya, uh, known as the go-to guy for ex- exceptional customer service. Stay tuned. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's www.snelling.com. S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. Have you heard the great news? Snelling has been awarded Best of Staffing by both clients and candidates for their remarkable service, an achievement less than 1% of all workforce solutions companies can claim. Simply put, Snelling's satisfaction scores are more than double the industry average. We call it People Plus, and you'll understand why when you give us a call. Call us at 1-800-411-6401 or visit our webpage at www.snelling.com. That's 1-800-411-6401 or S-N-E-L-L-I-N-G.com. You are tuned into The Business Edge with Marsha Zidle. To reach Marsha or her guests on today's show, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also send us an email to Marsha at smartmovescoach.com. Now, back to The Business Edge. Welcome back. 
to the Business Edge, sponsored by Snelling, connecting the right people with the right work. I'm Marcia Zeidel, your Smart Moose Coach. My guest today is Steve DeJoy, a veteran of the hospitality industry with tremendous insights on providing exceptional customer experience. So, Steve, you've talked quite a bit about that and gave great examples uh, because you are a veteran in the hospitality um, industry. So what are the two or three what I call takeaways that you want our listeners to remember about customer service and about the customer experience? Well, I think the first one is what we have already touched on is you really have to be your own customer because the best laid plans don't always turn out the way that we expect. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We, we have to realize that we, we've, in business, we've only put a, an idea together and has set the steps to make that happen. But if that does not match the expectations of the customers that want to come into our place of business and give us that and give us their money, we will never be successful and we will lose a customer maybe for long term. So we have to monitor our actions, monitor what our staff is doing, and see how our customers respond to that and to, of course, adapt to that as needed. Uh, Also, you know, we have to realize that the needs of the customer have to come before our own. We, We must do what's in the best interest of our customers. If not, there is no reason for them to continue to come back to us and do business with us. And I would say what the last thing would be, is sometimes we get so focused on the quick hit in business. Yeah. We want to be that, that, that overnight sensation. And we'll go out there and we will uh, we'll do all we can to, uh, to overload our staff, overload our product availability. And then if business trails off, we start cutting staff. We start cutting yeah. our inventory. But that's really short-range thinking. We have to realize that. The service has to come first. The availability of our product and, and the ease of to purchase our product must come first. And then the money will come after that. If we're chasing the money first, you may, you may have the quick reward, but that will, that will be short-lived. We have to take all the steps that we need to make sure that we are easy to do business with, we can take care of their needs, and business will grow based upon that without having to spend millions of dollars worth of advertising because the best word of mouth, I mean, the best advertising is word of mouth. Take care of your customer, and they definitely will take care of you. You know, those three points resonate with me so much because, and I've said this on the show uh, with other guests, um, it goes back to how I grew up because my father had a grocery store and I spent a lot of time in the grocery store and I learned customer service principles from him. Um, and, and, you know, it's like we've got so big, so, so big these days that we have to bring back what I call yeah. the, 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 and they may be old fashioned, but they really work, you know, ways of dealing with our customers. It doesn't take a lot of money. It just takes uh, a mindset and a perspective to, to make it happen. So I want to thank you so, so much, Steve, um, because you and I, res- you know, what you say resonates with me. We're on the same page. I know that what you have said will be very valuable to my listeners. And now, um, for those listeners who want to contact you, who want to find out more, who want to find out about your book, um, how can they do that? Okay, well, uh, regarding the book, uh, they can either go to Amazon, which mm-hmm. is where the book is to set, uh, for sale, or they can actually go to my website, which is really based on promoting the book, frankly. It's at stevedejoya.com, S-T-E-V-E, my last name, Dejoya, D-I-G-I-O-I-A.com. 
and I elaborate a little bit more than what we can do on Amazon regarding the book itself. Or they can uh, they can connect with me on LinkedIn. I'm very active on LinkedIn. I'm not a Facebook person or anything else. And and, and I, I really enjoy uh, writing, as I mentioned. I'm trying to get into a little bit more. So I, I have a, a large series of customer service related articles that I that I routinely post on LinkedIn uh, two three times a month, mm-hmm. and, and that's been a great thing to meet a lot of people as yourself that are like minded in, in this same field. So that's probably the best way to be able to reach out to me. And tell the listeners the name of the book again. Oh, it is Earn More Tips on Your Very Next Shift even if you're a bad waiter. (laughs) I love it. I love it. Thank you again, Steve. Um, So let's move on to next week's program, which is Humanistic Business, How to Increase Profits by Doing the Right Thing. You see, our business world is changing. The customer has become more sophisticated and the competition more fierce. If organizations are to thrive in this new economy, we can no longer place profit before people or profit at all costs. This is what you're really saying, Steve. I know that. We require turning our focus to a new business model or a new business DNA. My guest is uh, Gary Did Rodriguez. He is a CEO of Peopleistic USA, who has been coaching and training individuals and organizations to excel in their people performance. Tune in Wednesday, January 21st at 11 Pacific and 2 Eastern. Now, here's another smart moose tip to be customer-focused business. Communicate clear consistent service standards to everyone. Don't make employees guess at what you mean by give good service. As more hands touch each customer, you may find that one person's interpretation of good service differs from the next. Therefore, your customers can experience service inconsistencies. One healthcare facility gave everyone a two-column service card. In the first column were the standards or how we serve the customer. And the second were specific behaviors or how the customer will know this. Want to know more on how you can make outstanding service everyone's business? Contact me at Marcia, M-A-R-C-I-A, at smartmovescoach.com or call 972-380-9181. I'll end with my favorite quote. There are three kinds of people in this world. Those who make it happen, those who let it happen, and those who ask, what happened? Which one are you? If you're highly motivated to make it happen, let me help you make it happen. As a smart moves coach, let me show you how. Remember, good intentions, even with a good plan, don't magically lead to good results. What does is focused action, alignment, and accountability. Thank you for listening to The Business Edge with Marcia Zeidel, the Smart Moves executive coach and speaker, helping entrepreneurs and business leaders take their company, firm, or practice to that next level with less stress and more success. In other words, how to take the growing pains out of growth. Innovate, improve, ignite, or die. Make smart moves. You've been listening to The Business Edge with Marsha Zeidel. Please join us again next Wednesday at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. And enjoy taking your business to the next level.